Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brian Salazar. God damn it, I hope this is working correctly. You know how long I worked trying to get this whole live stream shit going? Thank God I'm quarantined and I have nothing to do (laughs) so I could spend time doing this. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? I uh, I, I, I think we're uh, I think we're live. I'm pretty sure we're live. We're streaming. We're all we are, there. Uh, we're on YouTube. And uh, did, yeah. did we do did we do a video, um, kind of live stream back in the day, like 2007 ish, 2008, where we were doing some video stuff, or were we just were we, we just like chicken like live questions or something? I think we did do a live thing at one point, um, but I don't know if it was actually, you know, any good or not nearly as sophisticated. I, as not this. nearly as sophisticated as this is much more sophisticated and hopefully fucking working correctly. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I believe everything's working correctly. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm looking at the YouTubes right now and, and it appears that we are moving and talking and all that good stuff so so i think you done you done good kid well you know i got nothing better going on i'm just like you know trying yeah. not to uh lose my goddamn mind uh yeah but. well we had uh we had a uh, an episode a couple days ago so we kind of caught people up on on what's going on with us uh, everybody's happy healthy and uh we are we are sheltered in place <laughs> and, uh, so did I hear something about like um, Trump is now telling everyone they have to wear masks in public? Did I hear? I saw something. I, I think I think that's gonna be a um, a suggestion. Okay. Um, I, th- I think Great. the way I've gathered things is that is that pretty much anything out of the administration. I don't want to go in like full news mode here because people are trying to you know escape from that. Hopefully from sure. By listening and watching us, but uh, but I, I think any of the federal guidelines are just that, and they're leaving everything else uh, up to states and municipalities. So I think the federal federal recommendation is going to be, yeah, wear a mask when you go outside. <laughs> wear a mask. All right. Wear well, you know, I got a. I've got a dope. I have a dope Spider Man um, um, like winter mask <laughs> for like whenever you're outside in in Wisconsin. In uh, in January, so I think I'm gonna wear that. Nice, very nice. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yep. I don't. I'll have to find I, something um, uh, to wear. Some sort of. You probably have something with a skull on it. I'm sure. Well, you know, I got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, see. I like skulls. I always have skulls. Wolves. I'm very douchey mm-hmm. in that sense. Still. Do Do you have a 
Do you have a shirt with a wolf on it? Do you have the shirt with the three wolves on it? No, I don't think I do. I <laughs> I'm trying to think if I actually own Why? a shirt. Why? Because my father-in-law does. Really? <laughs> yes. And nice. he has he has a wolf jacket that he wears unironically, and I, he loves that jacket. Well, okay, this is something. And John I, is an I, awesome man, and so I stand <laughs> in solidarity with him to wear that wolf jacket. I can't believe that this is just coming to surface after all these years of us talking together. Um, but that I'm married. That I, I have did, a father. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but back. In the eighties, late eighties, I was uh, I was in Taekwondo. I was part of a Taekwondo JoJo, and um, we uh, the, a small group of us all had. <laughs> this is so horribly bad. This is <laughs> we had um like uh, gray and white, like uh, not n- nylon jackets. Like rain, like not rain jacket, but you remember back in the eighties, those like almost like Letterman jackets, but yeah. And so it was gray and white and I bought a embroidered wolf head patch and put it on the back. (laughs) Now I was like 15. Okay. So, (laughs) and I wish I still had that jacket. I wish I had that jacket today. I would fucking wear the shit out of it. You could probably fit back in it again. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was a little slimmer. I was definitely mm-hmm. a little smaller than I am, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would kick Young Sal's ass now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no question. Taekwondo is horse shit. Anybody that like doesn't <laughs> like Taekwondo is Jeez. here garbage. comes all the Taekwondo uh, <laughs> hate mail. Yeah, thanks. Sal. Yeah, <laughs> no. speaking of um, since we are since we are live. Um, is there is there any way that um, that people can reach out to us and um, post a question or anything like that? Do we have well, that figured out? Yeah, there's a there's a chat uh, thing on the YouTube page, so you can chat right there, and we'll we can answer stuff you know right there if people want. I don't even know if anyone's watching or not, but um, there is a live chat. So if if um, go ahead and ask us a question. Uh, or okay, tell great. us we're terrible. And... and if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, because uh, this will be posted as an episode, yes? Uh, yes, it will be posted as an yeah. audio episode. It should also be saved on the YouTube page uh, that you can go back and watch it if you so choose, if you just don't get enough of this horrible mess. If you are, if you are that fucking bored during all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, we forgot to mention, uh, Tom Caters, uh, may be joining us uh, a little bit later. He is, uh, uh, his wife works in healthcare. She's a little busy and Tom is, uh, wrangling his, uh, two, uh, two utes at home. Shit is going on in, in the healthcare, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit is going down in healthcare and the Caters household because, uh, Tom, I expect Tom to be, to look more disheveled than I've ever. ever seen him. I'm, I'm expecting like near feral Tom Caters. <laughs> well, the, when, the first time when we got back together, it was like, I was a little shocked to see Tom because he had that big burly beard and a little less hair on top. He, he was he, kind of, it went from here yeah. to here 
And, uh, yeah, I was a little surprised. Father time catches up with all of us, Mr. Caters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The young buck, the young man, the young, young man from the group. He, uh, he's getting older. And now he, it's funny because, like, you know, we've had such a hard time recording episodes because Tom has such a tight schedule because of his kids. And <clears throat> I go back and go, well, what the fuck? I had two kids and yet I was there every Friday. Every single every Friday. Friday. I drove into the cities to talk to you assholes. Yeah. But from the birds. Tom can't do it from his fucking basement because he's got kids. What? Get it together, caters. Fucking, fucking millennials. Fucking. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Back when I had kids, we just ignored um, them. God so, damn it. Yeah, you, you give them some you Play-Doh and, and walk away. Uh, so um, I'll show this for the, the YouTube group. Uh, we are going to talk about Little Bird. Um, do we want to wait until until uh, possibly Tom joins us so we get the the three of us to chit chat about it? Yeah, we can do that. I I, I have some yeah. other stuff I think I can uh, probably talk about. Um, cool. Okay, uh, I'm sure you probably have some stuff yep. uh, as well. I, I kind of blew my I blew my wad earlier this week, but uh, yeah, there's a few things I can talk about. I I, I went back through and like. Um, Started looking at the stuff that I. Sorry, if I if I'm not looking at you, if I'm not looking at the camera, it's because I'm I have like seven screens going on right now trying to You're run this. That everything is is running smoothly. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> I spent the better part of two hours today putting together a soundboard of sound effects and and stuff that you know we can possibly play if the need be <laughs> on the show. Um, you know, stuff that we may need, like a chainsaw. We might need it's like cut off Chris. Cut off Chris. That is the we, that is the cut off Chris sound. We might need that at some point, or you know, for if we have uh some news to play. Breaking news. We have break- Everything is fucked. <laughs> yes, that's all you need to know. Everything is this just I, in. Everything is fucked. Everything, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I was having a little too much time with that, and uh, I did find this though. I did, I did uh, hunt down this old classic, chis- chestnut. Top of the stack. So if we want to bring back top of the stack, it's it's there that was, for us. That was like one of the fourteen top of the stacks. Yeah. That yeah. you had. So, so Sal, what is your top, top, top? My top stack. Of the stack. Um, now I got to remember. Oh, um, have you seen a book called Kill Lock? Um, Kill Lock. Kill no. Lock. It's uh, uh let me. Is it like it Kill Bill? It is not like Kill Bill. It is an IDW. Not in, but like Kill Lock. Lock it's, is. It's 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 not Kill Lock. It's Kill Lock. It's a yeah. Kill lock is a thing, not a person. A kill lock, in this uh, case, is um, a uh, device that connects um, like renegade robots together. So it's it's in this universe there is you know a, a sentient robots of different classes, different types of sentient robots. As far as I can tell, there's a lot of different types of robots in this universe. And um, there's a group of them that are sort of put together because they've all done something wrong in one way or the other. And they're this sort of misfit group of robots. And um, they're basically imprisoned together. And their punishment is that they're all linked 
so that if one of them dies, they all die. And it's a really interesting book because um, okay, yeah, that's, it's it's yeah, different. That's neat. It, it's a, it's very uh, the, they're uh, banished from their home worlds and they're locked together in this kill lock. So if if one of them does something stupid and gets them killed, they're all going to die. Yeah. So it's sort of so is, it's like a suicide. It's like a suicide pact, almost, kind of, but. And if, but in reverse, it's like yeah. you don't want to do it. You know? And and you have some really interesting characters in it. Like there's, there's... <laughs> is there is there one like really depressed robot? They're, they're like, dude, can uh... I can I get you anything? <laughs> no. Well, there's a kid. There's like a really young robot who isn't sure what he oh, did. No. Yeah. Oh, geez. and then there's like um, uh, there's a, a a warrior, almost like a cleric. Like this giant war machine cleric robot um, who just like goes off and fights constantly because it's his, you know, like his honor is. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, as you can see, there's like all these possibilities. But can we get him into like baking or something? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> can and we then get there, you a hobby? Then there's like a psychotic one. And, and so, um, obviously, you know, because they're all criminals, they're not going to just sit around and accept their fate. So they're, uh, they, they believe they've figured out a way to uh, get rid of the kill lock. And so that's sort of the story is, is can they that's figure out a way to get rid cool. of the kill? Yeah, it's really good. Um, it, it's like I said, it's an IDW book. It, it started coming out um, a few months. I think like four or five issues are out of it already. And um, it's, uh, I, I, I've never heard of the creator. It's one guy. It's a his name mm -hmm. is Livio Ramondelli. No, Ramon, okay. yeah, Ramon Deli, R-A-M-O-N-D-E-L-L-I, Ramon Deli, Livio Ramon Deli, and he does everything. He wrote it, he drew it, and everything. Um, it's not the, uh, you know, it's not the greatest art ever, but it's more than serviceable for the story. It's very dark. Oh, it, it looks cool. It yeah. looks cool. I've, I've pulled it up. Um, yeah, that actually, looks pretty. that looks pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's a really cool um, uh, book. Just the, the I thought the idea of it was pretty amazing, and um, you know, it it it, uh, it it was just something different. You know what I mean? Like it's just a a different kind of um, story, and I you know I kind of feel like I know where it's going. You know, but. What that I love all, about that it, they're all gonna agree to die at the end to, well, for some greater good. I don't know if it's that. My thinking is, and what I really love the idea of about it is, is like they're all criminals, and they're they're all like violent criminals, really. But having them all chained together in this way, um, they're uh, they're starting to empathize. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're starting to do the thing the that little suicide squadish. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it, you know, they're changing as they're going along, sort of, you know, working together and, um, trying, you know, trying to sort of, uh, uh, get through this together. It's, it's making them be different kinds of robots, you know, than what they are programmed. <laughs> and then, well, that's the weird thing. Like, you're not sure, like, uh, is, is it like sort of like some weird glitch in them? Cause they're programmed, I believe. Uh, you know, they were programmed at birth or at creation. So they've, they've just gone against their programming 
you know, so it's I'm, it hasn't really gotten that deep into that part of the story, but it's a really cool book. I don't I, it's it's um, a really interesting, you know, different kind of story that I haven't seen from other places. So I, I just thought it was really cool. That's cool. Have you, um, uh, I guess, the for our not comic comic related segment, um, sure. you need to come up with a sound effect for that. Um, have you uh, the not comic comic related segment? How's this? Um, <laughs> That's there's your not comic comic related. Sure. Thing. <laughs> um, uh, did you watch uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars, the animated series? I never did. Um, I I started it, so I've watched a few episodes yeah. of it, but I have not. Um, I have not. Uh, a, it got better um, after the first season. Uh, I think they kind of found their feet. I I did it in total reverse order, as I'm apt to do. I went back and watched all of star Wars rebels. And I think I even talked about that a couple months ago, uh, on the, on the show, how much I liked it. Well, the last season of star Wars clone wars has just come out on Disney plus. And what made me think of it is that these, these robots that had bad programming, there's the, the first storyline is that there was a, a group of clones who there, they had a glitch, in their DNA. And uh-huh. so they all kind of came out slightly wrong and they were caught and they put them all in one, you know, um, uh, group and call them the, the bad batch. And so like one guy is like all like hulked up and he's just a, you know, crazy maniac. And another one is like super smart and, and has, you know, like huge tech skills. And one guy's a, a sharpshooter. And then there's the leader who's, you know, like this, you know, badass kind of, you know, rogue ranger type, but that it kind of, that it just made me think of that, that you have like kind of like this group of misfit outcasts that come together and improve themselves as a group so yeah so i mean with this one so far like you've seen small changes i don't know how much they're Mm -hmm. gonna improve i mean you kind of assume they will at some point but we'll see i mean they're they're pretty uh like i said the the one is like a a psycho like he's a you know psychotic sort of robot and just is like Mm -hmm. everything for him to not just completely learn you know leave um uh, the group and, and go off on his, I mean, the only thing that's keeping him from, from doing it is, uh, uh, the fact that he'll die if, you know, and, and, uh, but yeah, luckily none of them are suicidal yet, but we'll see that might change the one, the, the, the cool. giant like war machine cleric robot is kind of suicidal because he's a, he's a true believer. You know what I mean? Like he's, Oh um, no. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> the worst. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's a really cool book and, um, I, I highly recommend it. That sounds, that sounds awesome. That is on the, uh, that is on the to get list for sure. Yeah. Um, so I've actually yeah, been reading some it. comics, believe it or not. That's awesome. That's you. You're back in the cycle, you yeah. know? Be another like four months. You're like, yeah, comics are stupid. Comics suck. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I have a hard time. I just, I, I'm picky. I'm very picky with comics nowadays. Sure, I'm the same way with TV. It's like, you know, I'll give, I'll give something, 
you know, an episode or two, there's too much good TV out there. And I don't have enough time to watch a lot because right. I'm doing other stuff. I'm reading comics or working or you know, curling or, or whatever. And so if something's not good, it's like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to pass it up. Even though. Well, there's too much good watch. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'll un- unapologetically watch um, things that I know aren't good just because they're, you know, I watch the the stupid um, Lion King thing or the with the 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 Lion King Joe Exotic. The, oh, t- the type <laughs> that's King. awesome! What are you talking about? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it um, is. <laughs> you know the the Witcher. You know that. You know uh, that. Did you like the Witcher? Oh, I like I like The Witcher in the same way that I liked like Highlander, the TV show, or like Xena. In right, in right, that, right. you know what I mean? It's it's like, yeah, it's not. I mean, this is not this is not Shakespeare. This is not like groundbreaking film. It is it is absolutely a stupid guilty pleasure. Right. And yeah. I, I I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine for what it was. I, I liked you. the video game. If I didn't like the video game, if I hadn't spent 120 hours on that fucking video <laughs> game, I probably wouldn't have watched this. I never I never played it, so um, yeah, I didn't. I it's didn't know awesome. About it. Is it a good game? Uh, if you have a spare, like you know, 80 to Ooh. 120 hours. Well, I used to say no, I don't, but that's kind of changed. I do. I yeah, do it's it's um. It's it's one of the best video games I've ever played. I uh, th- the thing about The Witcher that I found uh, odd, well, not odd, but interesting was the uh, transformation of the of the one witch, the the chick with the hump. Uh, oh, and, yeah, know, that was that was an interesting sort of and and kind of a drawn yeah, out for, process yeah, too. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of that, it, it wasn't like it just happened overnight. Like it was, they really kind of, uh, you know, dealt with that quite a bit before, you know, all of a sudden she became hot, you know, she, and, and it was really good. Uh, really, I felt like well done makeup wise. It wasn't over the top. Like it wasn't, you know, um, yeah. you know, they cast someone that was beautiful, but not so beautiful that you couldn't make her, you know, kind of hideous. Yeah. Although yeah. I have to say, I kind of she was exotic looking. I kind of dug her with the hump. I don't know. Is that is that wrong? Is it... <laughs> Apparently, you weren't the only one. Uh, it gives you a lot of insight into her motivation as a character. Right. Uh, the fun thing. The funny thing about The Witcher is that there's a series of novels, and there's been three video games. Um, most Witcher fans, I think it would. I th- I'll get probably lambasted. Uh, online for saying this, but I think it's probably safe to say that most Witcher fans are only, and I mean only familiar with the third video game. Mm. It's like I, a lot of, I had never heard of the Witcher until Witcher three, won game of the year. And I, I played it without ever playing the first or second one. And so I, I think that most, yeah, there, there's Jennifer. Um, I, I think that most people are in the same boat from what I've from what I've heard and read. Um, so you don't feel like don't feel like you have to go back and read the novels and then play you know 
the first, second, and third versions of the game. You can just jump into the third version. No, watch, it's, go to it, YouTube and watch it. Watch watch a condensed version of the second game. But you'll be both fine. the game and the movie, it's all based on um, books, right? Like they were like yeah, short stories. Yeah, it's a series of novels, series okay. of novels and stories. Uh, it's a Pol- I forget the the guy's name. Uh, it's a Polish writer and. The game and the series has a very Eastern European feel to it. I mean, it's, okay. it's, 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 you know, it's a bunch of poor white people. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of poor, poor white people. Yes. That's, uh, you know, um, I, I don't, I, have nothing. Like, I don't have a joke. I don't have anything to say about yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's just, you know, it's true. But, uh, the game has a great, uh, uh, combat system. And as far as the you know, overall story, Really engaging, and the side quests are are probably as fun as the main story. And that's the thing is that it it has hundreds of side quests that are their own little stories. And okay. yeah, I mean, you literally. I'm not. I'm not shit around. I, whenever I say if you have a spare eighty to one hundred and twenty hours to to play it all the way through. So, uh, is is it like an open world kind of game? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's an open open world game with a with a story, um, and yeah, it's uh, so it's similar to like the new Assassin's Creed or Skyrim. Um, it's so it's a big, gigantic map, multiple maps. So okay. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's 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 a good time. Sweet. I you know the other thing about the show that I I, I just don't think I like. Henry Cavill, is that his name? Is that how you say his name? Superman. Oh, uh, Cavill. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, wait, what is his fucking name? Henry Cavill. Cavill. That's how you is say it Cavill. Cavill. I don't Cavill? Know. Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill. Cavill. Um, I don't even know. Superman. Yeah. That's uh, why I don't yeah. like him. He sucked as Superman. I thought, and I don't know. I just, you know, I, 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 I like him. I like him as as Geralt. Um, and I've seen some interviews with him. He's actually seems like a pretty a pretty cool dude. Um, this, <laughs> so I said you need like eighty to one hundred and twenty hours to play this game before he uh, before he uh, signed on to play Geralt. He played through the game two and a half times. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I guess he's a big gamer. He so is he's a, a PC guy. He's a he's a he's a PC gamer. He's a jiu-jitsu white belt, I believe. So, mm. I would kick his. No, ass. he seems he's, he actually he seems legitimately like a like a, a decent human being. Um, he is English, though. Uh, that's probably why I don't like him. And I, and, and I know I know how you are about the Brits. I, I still hold a grudge. I mean, you know. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm aware. <laughs> no, Coming I love over here I love all of our acting jobs. No. <laughs> I uh, I love the Brits. I don't know. I like. Uh, I, yeah. A, There's something about him. I just as an actor. I mean, he seems cool, but I just he just mm-hmm. he comes off like um, it's like uh, the the guy who played the Hulk, not Mark Ruffalo. Um, oh, uh, Ed Norton. Not Ed Norton. No, Ed Norton's a great actor. The other one. The third. Oh, uh, uh, Banna. Yes. Terrible. I mean, just nothing. No personality actor. Like, he comes off like a fucking dead fish. And that's kind of yeah. like how I feel about Henry. Now, granted, this character seems yeah. like that's kind of what that character is. He's, he's a bit of a dead fish, but 
Well, I don't dead fish. It's I mean, yeah, it's uh, he's had a rough he's had a a rough go of it. Yeah, (laughs) I suppose so. All right, enough of The Witcher. What are you reading? You we did we 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 didn't. Um, do you have something? Just pull something off the shelf there. I like how your shelf is right there. You have all your comics, and then you got all your art behind you. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Meanwhile, I have like just leather chairs and you've got the Joe Exotic blanket. I got the Joe there. Exotic. I do have a bunch of art on my walls. You just can't see it. It's it's, huh? it's it just in the in this view you can't see any of my original art. Um. So uh, we talked about it on the last episode, but uh, I'm going back and I'm rereading the entire uh, mind management series. Uh, there's a Kickstarter game that I think has about, th- as we record this, has about three hours Didn't left we talk on about the this? Kickstarter. Hmm? Are you getting a cut of this? Didn't we already talk about this? I'm not getting a cut of it. I want them to hit that new fucking stretch goal, so I'll get uh, <laughs> get an upgrade. Oh, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going back and reading, uh, rereading Mind Management. Um, it's uh, I love Matt Kent. Uh You've you've probably have you read like Revolver and you were a big fan of um, the one about the 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 giant man, um, oh, which was a um, um, oh it's right here right? Uh, three story oh yeah 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 the secret history of the giant man which was loosely based on on some true events and then it became very 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 uh, fantastical. Um, I, I barely uh, remember it. I do remember enjoying reading it, but I I don't really remember the story much at this point. Yeah, it's about a guy that just started growing. Yeah, I re- yeah. And, well, wasn't it based on like the guy who was the world's tallest man for a long time? Like yes. uh, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records. I can't remember his name, but um, it was like back in twenties or something. Yeah, um, I think yeah, and then it 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 kind of goes off into fantasy. Um, Did you ever read uh, The Tooth, which was Matt Kent and Cullen Bunn? I have it. Uh, Robert it's Wadlow, the, by the way, is the, the guy's name. It's what? Robert Wadlow. Um, oh, okay. He was 8-foot uh, yes. was like, Yeah, almost 9 feet. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy that's... to think someone that tall. Like Shaq is... Shaquille O'Neal is like one of the giantest, you know, biggest human beings ever to live. And this guy's a foot, almost two feet taller than Mm -hmm. Shaq. I can't, that's ridiculous. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to, I just, that that was stuck (laughs) in my head. I had to, I had to look it up. Mm -hmm. But um, Matt is, uh, Matt's a creator I've, I've really loved for, God, almost a decade now. Kind of starting with three story and, um. Maybe was it Super Spy? Was that really kind of where we started to take notice of him? Um, you know, which is an awesome graphic novel. You know what? I, what I liked about Matt is that he kind of came out of the gates, and I don't think he was doing a lot of of uh, single issue stuff. It's like he almost immediately yeah. was doing graphic novels for like, right. like top shelf. Though he was a very much a top shelf um, creator. Mind management. Uh, uh, published by Dark Horse, by the way. But uh, yeah, I just I always love Matt stuff. And and then uh, uh, did he was he up for the Windy City Con? Uh, yes. Um, 
I believe he so. and Brian Hurt. He and Brian Hurt came up. C- well, from St. Louis, Cullen and Brian Hurt. Yeah, Where and I think it? Matt came up as well. Did he? I, I think so. Maybe it's been it's been a day or two, it's, but it uh, they're all St. Louis guys. So St. Um, Louis, we're the home Saint of Louis. the worst pizza in the world. You, sir, have not been to Milwaukee. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm just poking the bear. Dude, the pizza here is terrible. Is it? <laughs> it's not good. It's really not good. Uh, we keep looking for for the Me pizza my- that everyone says is great. We go and it's like it's okay. Not so good. It's a it's legit. Probably in the top three to five things that we miss the most about Chicago is. Decent fucking pizza. Well, I mean, yeah, you just kind of uh, throw a stone and you find good pizza here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did want to point tacos. out uh, I miss our friend Tori Lawen is watching, and he uh, he, he posted. Hey, Tori. He said, I miss you, Sal. On a side note, don't watch Bloodshot. Uh, I already did. <laughs> and uh, is his warning accurate? Well, I would say that. The movie, actually, I liked the fact that the movie um, played with the conventions of your typical action movie. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but um, let's well, just I know say, they relaunched the comic series. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was never really a big fan of Bloodshot, uh, even back in the original Image, you know, era. Um, not one of my favorite characters, so I didn't really have a whole lot of. He's vested. just like a what a super assassin, basically. He is. Um, he's an ex-military soldier who gets uh, his like his whole family gets killed. At least in the comic, I believe this is the origin. His family gets killed, then he gets. Excuse me. He gets killed, and um, they put him back together with nanite robots, and so huh. he can, he's like super fast, super strong. He can heal, and then it sort of evolves from there, and he can um, uh, control machines and do all sorts of cool stuff with these nanite robots. He's basically unkillable at that point because he's mostly machine, and they can just kind of stitch him back together. It's more machine than man now. Exactly. And they do that basically in the movie, but there's a twist in the movie to that sort of very cliche thing of like his, you know, it's his, in the movie, it's his wife is killed and then he, um, he also gets killed by this dude and then he gets put back together by this scientist and he's part of this sort of like, you know, uh, dark money uh, you know, army kind of thing. And then they send him, he goes off to kill the guy that killed his wife and killed him. But there's a twist and it's kind of a cool one. I was going to say, so it's an, it's, it's an eighties, it's an eighties yeah. action movie, right? That's well, <laughs> initially very much so, but they play with it and mm-hmm. it's kind of neat the, what they do with it. So it's not a great movie, but I did kind of like what they did in that sense where they kind of twisted the expectations of, of you know, the cliche or the, tr- the trope 
of an action movie and and played with it. And I, I thought it was I thought that part was very clever and very cool. Beyond that, I mean, there's just a lot of explosions. There's a lot of death. <laughs> there's a lot of shooting. You know, there's shit a lot goes of guns. Boom. Yeah, a lot of lot of a lot, lot of that guns. stuff. Um, but uh, the the storyline is actually kind of interesting. So it's yeah, I don't know. I I didn't hate it for sure. I mean, it, it's not great, but I mean. It's better than most Vin Diesel movies, I think. <laughs> really, to be honest. Oh, it's Vin, Vin Diesel is Bloodshot? That actually kind of makes sense. He's just so... Uh, I mean... He's... He's the same guy in every movie. Like, he's... There's nothing different about him. I think it could have actually been a good movie if you maybe had someone other than Vin Diesel playing the character. If you just yeah. had a guy... That was a decent actor, you know. With a, what was with the, a what was kind of his first first movie Pitch that Black that a person it was a Pitch Black. Well, that's and what I remember, every, and which was a really cool yeah. movie, the first one. I love that movie. Yeah, you know, I actually I I watched that movie not because of I mean nobody knew who Vin Diesel was, and that was that that was actually a really good movie, but it was kind of on a budget staff or a yeah. budget um, uh, cast. <clears throat> the most well known actress or actor in that movie was uh claudia black i watched that movie because of farscape i don't i don't know who claudia is she from farscape yeah did you ever watch farscape no i wasn't a farscape uh, fan sorry it was really good was it what was Farscape? Was remind really me what good. what farscape was i don't i don't even know uh farscape uh uh john connor I think was his name. Um, John, John Connor. Is, uh, That's Terminator. A, huh? <laughs> That's from Terminator. John Connor. Oh, God. Uh, uh, what was his name? I don't know. Uh, this is called Being Old People. Uh, so, uh, astronaut uh, experimental uh, ship gets sucked through a wormhole, ends up in a far, far distant galaxy, and... Um, uh, kind of accidentally uh, interferes with with a military drill and gets uh, some people killed and becomes an instant fugitive. Um, and let me see, it was uh, Ben Browder played the main character. It was a uh, Jim Henson uh, company. It was a yeah, it was yeah, it was it was Jim Henson. Oh. And so there was some there was some. Uh, 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 puppetry work in there and some great characters uh, designs. I think it ran for five seasons. Um, and it's, I mean, it's early two thousands, like 1999 to like early two thousands. Uh, but it was really smart. It was really well done. Um, it was, uh, very Australian in, in its casting. It was, uh, I believe it was filmed in Australia and I'm trying to think what network it may have been like, uh, John Crichton was his, was the character's name, so I wasn't that far off. Okay. Um, so but it was kinda... uh, maybe a UPN series or something like that. Wow, UPN, yeah, very, very, very cool. 
It was it was a it was a smart series. Do you think I it holds up? Do you think I could go back and watch it now? I was just gonna say I don't know how well it's gonna hold up. <laughs> Maybe not. It's uh, have you have you tried to go back and watch anything like Babylon Five in the last few years? No, I uh, I'm trying to think of. <laughs> you know what I went I went back and started rewatching was Cheers. I started watching yeah. Cheers. I was like, it's still good. It's still funny. Like it's 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 still a great premise Cheers. and just like yeah, it's just funny. But uh, no sci-fi stuff. I'm trying to think of anything. I can't even get to into new sci-fi. Like people keep telling me I need to watch that um, show um, on sci. It was a sci-fi show, but now I think it's an Amazon. Oh, the show. Expanse. Yes. Yeah, the Expanse. Expanse is fucking awesome. That's what everybody tells me, but I I've got I've watched like five episodes and i'm so fucking bored of it i just i yeah have, i don't know i can't get into it it's i loved it but it's more on the you know political intrigue and you know that that kind of that kind of bullshit you'd like you try and give 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 farscape a try give it give it give it like two or three episodes see what you think of it and if you don't like it, if it doesn't age well, then then bail on it. But I really, I really enjoyed the hell out of it. That's a, that my that's my homework, Farscape. That is your your assignment for the next show. <laughs> if you choose to accept it, is to, <laughs> it's watch a little Farscape because uh, I yeah I I enjoyed it. But yeah, that's uh uh that's she was <laughs> she was probably the most well known actor in in Pitch Black. Because I remember, I remember watching uh, um, uh, promos for Pitch Black, and it was the you know starring uh, Farscape's Claudia Black. Now, who and, is she uh, in Farscape? She uh, she was actually one of the main the, one of the main characters. She was okay. uh, she was a peacekeeper, which you get into the you got to get into the story and and find out why that's why that's important uh but she was uh she played a uh character called Aaron Aaron's son was she uh, the dark haired yeah. the raven haired beauty okay yeah yeah now i remember yes. from pitch black that well that makes sense i mean that's a perfect transition from she died early in pitch black um, <laughs> she she was like a half hour in and fucking dead. But uh, they pretty much killed everybody in that movie except for Vin Diesel. Sorry, spoilers. Pretty, oh well, it is like twenty years old. I think we're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pitch Black was awesome. God, it, that was a phenomenal is movie. It, is it really twenty years old? Well, I mean, Scar, uh, probably somewhere in there. I don't yeah, know. I don't know probably. exactly, but yeah, probably. Because then it it spawned a sequel. It was uh, yeah. uh what Riddick. Yeah, because that was the character. That was Vin Diesel's character. Was mm-hmm. something Riddick, not Riddick yeah. Bo. That could was see in the dark. Yeah, the, <laughs> he couldn't see in the light, but he could see in the dark, which made him the perfect weapon against the shadow creature thingies. Whatever. Yeah, he's the perfect assassin. And then somehow they 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 drug Judy Dench into that series. That poor really? woman. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she was in what, what, Legend of Riddick. Was that the name of the the movie? I don't even know. I don't know. That's crazy. I didn't. I. I well, hey man, everybody needs a paycheck sometime. Maybe she got divorced or something. I don't know. What did did Judy Dench ever get? <laughs> I mean, she wasn't always a dame. Sometime, you know, before she was a dame, she was just a broad. She needed a cash. She needed the cash. But the dame, dame Judy Dench. Um. Uh. She's been in a few weird 
movies. Like that's yeah, a long career, man. Yeah, well, you know, you know, anybody can get sold on. Look at uh, um, what's his name? Fucking uh, Caddyshack. What's <laughs> what's his name? Bill Murray. Look oh, at Bill Chevy, Murray. Chevy. I mean, he's oh, done, Bill Murray. He's done some uh, <laughs> questionable. He's had some questionable choices in. Uh, his long storied career. Yeah. Do you, Judy Dench looks like she was, I don't remember the Riddick movie, the Chronicle. It was the Chronicles of Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. I don't really remember it at all. I remember it was bad, but it looks like she was in it quite a bit too. Yes. Yes. I, she was. Yes. The Dame, the Dame Judy Vent or the Dame Judy Dench. And so was, um, uh, the dude that played judge dread and, uh, um, did you uh, did you see the uh, uh, when Tracy Ullman relaunched her her show or had her new show and there was kind of this recurring bit of of uh, the Dame Judy Dench and how she's a natural or a national treasure and she was like like pickpocketing and you know like stealing things and being like this horrible horrible deplorable <laughs> person all the time but you know everyone gave her a pass because she's a national treasure <laughs> i think there's some actual history of that kind of not with her but i'm trying to think <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no i'm not gonna <laughs> judy dench pickpocket <laughs> no no i'm trying to think of who it was but there was like there was some stories or there was some you know myth of like Oh, who the fuck was it? That was like a kleptomaniac. And they just let, I think it was a, I think it was a man, a pretty famous actor. And I can't think of who it was. And he was a kleptomaniac, but he was like, Oh, um, uh, the, the coach of the, the Kansas city chiefs, um, uh, uh, strand Hank Stram. Is that who I'm thinking of? Hank Stram was a kleptomaniac. It's, it's, so That's Hank awesome. Stram's, I heard the story <laughs> from, from, uh, 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 John or uh, uh, Joe Buck's dad. Uh, uh, shit, who is Joe Buck's uh, dad? Uh, the yeah, Joe Buck's dad. Buck. It was a. We can't. Um, it's getting bad here, folks. Uh, <laughs> he was Buck? an announcer for the Cardinals Buck? for Jack Buck. Jack Buck. Jesus, Jack Buck. Jack Buck, one of the greatest baseball announcers of all time. Yeah, I couldn't uh, name him, but. But Jack Buck used to do Monday Night Football with Hank Stram on the radio side for fucking years. They were the they were the Monday Night Football radio team, right? And so Jack Buck, and this is this is after after Hank Stram passed away. I think he he told he told the story that everyone who knew Hank Stram the friends of his they would just would, leave stuff would, laying out right they would leave stuff they would leave little bobbles out <laughs> they they would put all the valuable shit away and they would leave little little <laughs> trinkets and bobbles around the house so, because he was a fucking kleptomaniac and oh, he would just funny. pick them up and put them in his pocket and it, like almost without thinking of it and everybody knew it and they just knew that it was a condition and so it's like i I would like love and hate to have a friend like that because it would be fun, but also just the fucking cleaning up around my fucking house, you know, before, before they would come over would be crazy. That's yeah. That's a little crazy. Like I have too much shit. (laughs) 
you have lots of little figurines that could easily end up in a pocket. In playing uh, the same character. That's yeah, true. There you go. Day. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's I got I got I got figurines. I got all sorts of shit laying around here. Um, you do. You do. Here's one. This is uh, this is a um, Gotham Police Department badge that was uh, that was used in uh, the Dark Knight. Wait, show it again. We were uh, we were looking at a picture of Hank Stram while you were showing that. So. Oh, oh, that's a that's a oh yeah, Gotham Gotham Police Department that um, uh, one of uh, my friends who is a, a Chicago Police Department. Um, who was an extra in the movie uh, gave that to me. He's like, "Hey, man, this was in the movie." So I thought that was kind oh, of dope. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll end up in my pocket next time I'm at your house. I'm gonna definitely pocket. Okay, that. okay, Hank Stram. Yeah, I'm a klepto. What do you, you know, what are you gonna do? Just it's a condition. I can't help myself. You think that's a real thing? I don't know. I mean, Pennsylvania? Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it is, but it seems kind of like how do you prove that? someone isn't and you know what i mean or, or that what if i just said hey if they're just, hey, if I'm a, they're just a jerk yeah what if they're just a thief what if they're just you know and and they go well i'm a kleptomaniac i'm you know i mean what if i came over to your house and then i left and the next thing you know your gotham badge is missing and yeah that's the thing i i don't know if like if stram ever like got home and said oh where did all this shit in my pocket come from right. um <laughs> you know it's like lucy can you take this back to jack buck's house lucy. um was that his wife lucy i, I i'm no it's a good I'm guess sure not <laughs> might be might be you know sandra yeah i i, I kind of feel like hank's married to a sandy hank stram peggy sandy Sue. stram peggy peggy stram peggy Pe- yeah it's what is it out of that generation um, that every every woman's middle name was Sue? My Peggy, my mom's middle name is Sue. Yeah, she's a Linda Sue. Linda Sue. Um, Linda Sue. Yeah, I don't. I think it was. Well, I think Peggy Sue. The song maybe was that what it was? Just oh. a lot of fucking Buddy Holly fans. Well, I mean, you got to remember, like at that time, how many. You know how many teenage girls listen to that song? I mean, you got to remember there wasn't. Well, it's like, not like they were naming themselves out of the womb, Sal. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> did that song influence a bunch of mothers to name their children? Oh, yeah, yeah. Peggy okay, Sue now I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Obviously, people aren't naming themselves. Um, I mean, I did. <laughs> And you picked Christopher Niesman? <laughs> yes, obviously. Um, Hank Stram's wife's name was Phyllis Marie. Phyllis. Okay. She Phyllis, was Phyllis, take this back to Jack's house. Philly. Hey, Philly. <laughs> I don't know why I have this Christmas ornament in my pocket. Can you return this to Jack for me? Oh, Hank. Again? Hank. You really oh, need to Hank. St- oh, Hank. You really need to stop. <laughs> Doing that, Hank. I'm tired of having to go back. <laughs> God damn it, Phyllis! It's okay. Just take it. Take back. him a fruit cake. Take him a fruit cake. You'll be fine. <laughs> now I'm gonna have another scotch. 
have some more Seagrams. Um, this episode of Around Comics is brought to you by Seagrams. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait. Here, sound effect. Brought to you by Seagrams. It is not brought to you by 7-Up because I'm out. So now it's just straight Seagrams. Oh, wow. Things are going to get... <laughs> Let's go. Messy. Let's talk about Little Bird. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, I got. The, I have the entire uh, Warner Brothers cartoon Looney Tunes sounds uh, sound effect library um, loaded up for any occasion that we may need it for. Here's 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 one of my favorite. little Marvin the Martian there. Yeah, I don't know. There's all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> oh, are we going to so are we going to just fine. jump into Little Bird and, and assume at this point Tom is probably not Yeah, let's just let's assume that Tom is being a responsible fucking parent and um Jeez. we'll 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 try and catch up with him later. So, um I guess I should probably Pull this guy out. This is a uh, this is the hardcover edition, book one of Little Bird, uh, the you, fight for Elder's Hope. Do you think by, there's going to uh, be a book two by Darcy Van Polgeist? Polgeist, sure. Uh, Ian Bertram and Matt Hollingsworth, which I kept trying to say Matt Hollingsworth uh, earlier this week. Whenever we were talking about Stumptown, I knew I had. I knew I had something with Matt Hollingsworth going on, but it was Matthew Southworth who is the uh, first artist on Stumptown. So uh, Hollingsworth did colors on uh, on Little Bird. So uh, I am interested. Um, how did you like it, sir? I, I suggested this book without having previously read it, so I came into it blind as well. Um, well, actually, when you suggested it, I had read the first issue of it already. So I had actually read the first yeah. issue, but um, uh, not the complete, you know, book. Um, I I have mixed feelings about it. One, I think yes, I like it a lot. A lot of things about it I like. I think it's very creative. I think it's very original. Um, I think the, uh, I love a lot of the weird technology that they've sort of created for it. Um, I think the art fits it perfectly. Uh, you know, the artwork is, is almost ugly. It's, it's creepy and and weird and it's a creepy, weird world that we find ourselves in. It's very odd, um, uh, very bloody, very visceral, very gross. That's gross. It's a gross looking book. Uh, it's and a I mean gross, that, it's a, it's a really pretty gross looking book. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, but as far as the story goes, I feel like there's something, um, I didn't quite get. There's something in it that mm-hmm. I just like, I felt like there was something that they were really trying to say that escaped me. I, I just didn't really. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there was like a moral to the story. 
No, I mean, it, yeah. it, at yeah. one point it just becomes very uh, bleak. I mean, the whole thing is kind yes. of bleak. The whole universe is very bleak, but it never it's, gets yes. really fucking bleak. <laughs> it it never gets much better than that. It never gets much brighter than that. Like it's it even at the end. Yeah, there's no there's no there's no de- there's no Death Star to blow up that no. makes everything better. Right. Um, so yeah, it, 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 as much as there are things on it that I really enjoyed, um, there, uh, there were things that I didn't enjoy or or that it stopped me from sort of really, really enjoying it a lot. Um, uh, but you know, uh, that being said, I, I, uh, there was enough of it that there at no point did I want to quit reading it. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't feel like you wasted your time no, reading it. No, I, I wanted to yeah. get to the end. I wanted to see how it ended. I was um, uh, intrigued by it the whole way. I mean, just visually alone, like there was so much to see almost too much. Yeah. Like there was between the, the amount of detail in the artwork um, and you know, the, the, the style choices. Of it's it. kind of got this like weird, like Chris Burnham, Jeff Darrow, Frank quietly thing going on. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see, you know, um, I mean to me and they talk about it in the, I read it on Hoopla, the volume, volume one on, it was, okay. it was on Hoopla. So mm-hmm. I read it on Hoopla and in the back, there's some additional material there. And, um, uh, to me, there's a gigantic influence of from Mobius. I mean, if it's a lot at, of Mobius. Yeah, it's, it's a very, lot of and and they talk about it, that very much yeah. in the, in the back. So that it wasn't like they were trying to hide that or anything. But definitely, so I got that feeling. Taking it a step further, I felt like there was a huge Jodorowsky influence in it. Um, not just not just Mobius, because sure. I mean, you look at at the. I just pulled the the Meta Barons. Um, off the shelf here. I like recording here. I can just grab this stuff. Um, and even um, is it what Juan Juan uh, Juan Jimenez? Um, even his art is in in a in kind of an interesting way is you know reminiscent of this. Yeah. Um, well, that is the the sort of you know, the vastness of a lot of the planes that you see, you know, a lot of the terrain that they're in is very vast and stark and empty. And I mean, that to me is very Mobius and Jodorowsky esque. Um, it so. felt like a foreign film, yeah. which Jodorowsky comics are foreign film. And I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about Darcy van Polgeist, but um, I believe she is a filmmaker. Um, originally, I believe it's a she, I believe it's a she, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, positive, but I, I thought I read that somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think the biggest problem I had with it was really just the fact that, um, the character's don't to me i didn't have a lot to care about them 
You know what I mean? Like they were so weird yeah, and so, um, I don't know, just inhuman, you know, all the characters are so inhuman that, and, and I don't mean that in the sense of like, they were robots or they were monsters or they were, you know, aliens. They were, well, I guess they were, they were very alien. The characters felt very alien to me. Like they, they had no, no humanity in any of them. Even the good characters really didn't seem to have much humanity to, to them in my opinion. So that it was, a kind I, th- of a I, I think to... a lot of that was the world that, yeah. that they're, that they're in. It's like, they've been stripped. Uh, Darcy, not a, not a woman. Oh, uh, I thought it was, my, my bad. Yep. In, unless she is sporting a very, very slick beard. Well, you never know these days. I mean, it's you never. Completely uh, 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 Vancouver, I believe. So Canadian. Canadian. Um, so that, that gives you a, a little everything. bit of the uh, an award-winning uh, uh, screenwriter director uh, is what I've got here. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a very. I mean, it's beyond a bleak world, and that's where I keep kind of coming back to the Jodorowsky comparisons it's like you know inkle and meta barons and techno priest are these really fucked up horrible societies that you know are are kind of without redemption and and i see where you're going it's like i don't know what little bird is actually fighting for in this because i don't know if there's any path to to a better world. You yeah. know, it, it seems like it may be so it's far past the point of no return. So it's like, where does the story lead? If there's, if there's no salvation, if there's no, you know, turning back to, to, to something or, or turn or moving forward to something better. It seems like it is, it's so apocalyptic. It's so at the end of society's edge that, you know, I don't know if there's any, good resolution for well, it at the end. I a hundred percent agree with that. But, um, mm-hmm. also like there, did you notice like anytime you saw, um, any of the sort of guts of someone being cut open when they were like sliced open by an ax or something, it was like this weird tendril mass. It wasn't, any kind of recognizable organs or muscle or bone (laughs) inside of them. It was like this weird goopy tendril thing. And it's like, okay, so are these even human (laughs) beings? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like this bizarre um, sort of, you know, uh, gross tendril thing. There's no organs. There's maybe eyeballs, but that's about really yeah. it. And it's just like okay, yeah. so it's like are are there are there recognizable organs there? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's just, and it's probably I would say probably an artistic decision would be my guess. But um, yeah, it's just it's just an incredibly brutal, horrible world, yeah. and you know, life. There is there's really no value um, for 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 life. It's it's survival is is the premium and you know deception and and horrible oh there you go you got it on there uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's not a very hopeful book, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. And and like yeah. I said, I mean, he does a very good job of, you know, things going from bad to worse. You know what I mean? Like it gets worse and worse <laughs> and worse and bleaker and bleaker and darker and darker to the point of like, and and I almost felt like cheated a little bit because, it, not to, I don't want to spoil anything, you know, in the book, but it's like the resolution of it getting darker and darker and more and more um, bleak and hopeless, it, it, I felt it kind of like a cheat. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. the main character never actually figured their way out of anything. You, you know, it was just like, oh, well, there you go. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of like felt a and little – And it's gotten worse. <laughs> well, but it keeps, yeah, and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse to the point of you're like, you're going, well, how are they going to get out of this? How is she going to get out of this? How is Little Bird going to yeah. get out of this? And then the way that she, you know, eventually does is sort of like, okay, but that's, you know, a little bit of a gaming the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. kind of want the protagonist to figure their way out of the, if you're going to make things, incredibly hard and difficult for them. I want them to use whatever skills they've learned along the way to figure their way out. And I just don't feel like she did that, you know, without spoiling it. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. know if we care about spoiling yeah. it or not, but yeah, you know, and, and, and to be, to be fair, this isn't a graphic novel. This is the, the first, is it first five issues of the series? Is it going on beyond this? I I believe so. Oh, I believe really? So let me check. But uh, I don't know if I could take um, it anymore. I believe so. Ble- it's so bleak. It's so. It's very fucking bleak. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's pretty in a gross sort of way. Um. Yeah. As, no. I mean, as, as, the art's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, even beyond just the actual, you know, uh, drawings, like some of the panel choices and 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 the the you know, this, the way that he laid out pages and, you know, uh, all no, sorts it, of different it, yeah, choices. It looks like, no, it looks like it's a, it looks like it's a five issue series. So this might be, this might be it. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I would, I would have been surprised if they, if they carried it on from there, yeah. but, um, yeah, there was, I mean, there was, there was resolution to it. Um, but, uh, I, I would go back and read more about this world. It, but I, I would hope that it wasn't as fucking dark as this was. <laughs> yeah, it, even um, even when you had like the characters that sort of redeem themselves, they end up fucked anyway. You know, like the, that's yeah. the, is the yeah. you know there was never like inevitably there is no escape. You know, and it's that's tough. Maybe, and also, it's like that's tough to read now, like right now in the situation that we're in in the world. Yeah. Like the idea that there is no hope is a difficult thing. Um, I mean, did you have a different? Did you get a different sense of it than so than that? The, this? So I, I think that all no, I, I had the same sense, and I think that all you know post-apocalyptic series 
kind of tend to drift this way. And I, I got into a discussion with a friend of mine that, that I curl with, uh, uh, Steve Wickland, who is a healthcare, uh, uh, worker. So cheers to him. Um, and we were talking about, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And he's like, I fucking hate that movie. And I'm just like, you are wrong and I will fight you. <laughs> and, <laughs> I have a and, friend who hates that movie too. Absolutely despises yeah, that movie. Yeah. And I don't understand it. And, but. it and, and his criticism is absolutely valid. And it's true. He said, it is, it is the same movie cut in half. They go halfway down the movie and then it's the same exact fucking plot. They just stop and they turn around and come back. And, and so it's the, the entire movie is them going out and learning that they're fucked and then they just have to come back. And, you know, I've, and I was like, yeah, you're right. And I got to thinking about it and that's kind of the fucking point. There's nowhere to go. There is no, there is no salvation. There well, there's is no running no, away. There's no paradise to run to. There's no, there is no paradise to, 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 to go off to it's all wasteland and it's the bleakness that they have to try and survive in. That is, that's the other character in that series is the bleakness and little bird, I think is a lot the same way is that there maybe is no solution to, to where they have gotten. Maybe that's the moral of the story is that if you, if you go so far down a path, there is no redemption. There is no coming back from it. There is no, there is no Messiah that's going to come and, and make everything better. Right. And that was, that was my point on, on Fury Road was that, yeah, it's, I said, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no escape from the desolation and there's a dude with a fucking flamethrower guitar. So you're fucking wrong <laughs> because that's fucking awesome. Um, it's a yeah. cool, I mean, so. it's a super cool, um, uh, movie. I mean, it's a, I think it's a very fun movie. I think, you know, po possibly the idea is, you know, there's, there's not some salvation, uh, waiting for you out there in the distance. It's, you know, how do you make, the best of whatever situation you're in or that you're unfortunately put in because it's the world, the universe is unfair. The universe doesn't care about any of you. <laughs> if any May of we us. live in interesting times. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's the, it, it's, you know, I don't know. I'm very much like the, you know, uh, Lovecraftian idea that the universe is this cold, uncaring place that doesn't, we're too small and insignificant for it to care about our feelings, yeah. you know? And it's like, they people, can't hear you scream in space. So, well, and I just think people like I've had, I, I very much, I mean, this may be getting a little too deep, but I very much have had a, 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 a certain uh, epiphany in my life in the last couple of years about like, you know, you can choose to be miserable or you can choose to be happy regardless of any outside influence, regardless of anywhere that you're at or what you're doing or what job you have or what, 
life you're living or what, you know, whatever you're doing, you can either do it and make yourself miserable or you can do it and make yourself happy. And the only difference is your perspective. You know, there's, you know what I mean? Like we've talked about the idea before of like money doesn't necessarily make you happy, but I think we live, you know, it's like people, whether it's religion, whether it's money, whether it's a sense of, uh, control, whatever it is, like people make themselves miserable because they think that, um, things are supposed to be a certain way that mm -hmm. if only things were fair, if only things were worked out this way, if only things, you know, if only I got a break, if only, oh, if only, if only, but the universe does not give a shit about no. you and there's no one, you know what I mean? Like there's no one controlling that. It's just, and you can either choose to be fucking miserable um, or you can, you know, <laughs> choose to change your life and make it better or make it, make a difference or, you know what I mean? Like I, I think part of that is just age of just like you start to realize what's important in life. My, and what, you know, we found out that one of our cars has a blown head casket this week Fine. and, and Marta is comes in and she's just like, oh, I can't fucking believe this. Can you fucking believe this? And, and I looked at her and I was like, Marta, the world is going through a pandemic right now. We both have jobs we're both able to work from home. Our parents are alive and healthy and, and doing well. I'm not going to get real fucking bent out of shape about a $1,200 head gasket. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, so yeah, you, you can, you can choose for that to, to ruin your day or you can say, you know what? Thank God we're in a position that we can take care of it. Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think it's just perspective. It's just, you know, uh, yeah, and I think it's getting harder and harder for people to have that kind of perspective because, um, you know, the internet and and social media and 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 like mm. seeing you know everyone's yeah. best life, uh, you know, whether it's you know fiction or not, displayed constantly in this twenty four hour stream of pictures and video and 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 shit that we're all comparing ourselves to constantly. Um, and especially I think if you're, young, well, I mean, my, really my life hard. is perfect. Yeah. Everyone's life is like, it seems like <laughs> other than mine, everyone's life is amazing. Like it's just filled with like unbelievable food and awesome trips and, you know, like ridiculous, uh, amounts of fun and, and that's everyone's life at all times other than mine. And it's, and why is it I, mine? I, I you know. really fucked up some homemade pasta last night <laughs> and fucking threw it away. I did not take a picture of that and post it to the grams. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish, I, I wish people would, 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 you know, at least kind of, and with me, it's like my kids, like trying to help filter through some of that stuff of like, you know, trying to make them understand that this isn't reality. This isn't, you know, and, and no, no. even if it was reality, it doesn't mean a whole fucking lot, you know? And it's just like, but it's, a, What's it's funny, it always reminds, running. it always reminds me of, uh, our buddy, uh, Mario Muscar, 
uh, who was on what the second season of of uh, Beauty and the Geek, right? I, I, sure, second I or second I, or second or third season, and talking to him about that experience, and and he said, you know, when when someone is around you, you know, basically twenty, you know, sixteen hours a day shooting and and taking clips. There's nothing reality about reality TV. So you, if the producers wanted to take any one of those people and make them the hero or the villain or the stand-in or whatever, they can right. because you you're basically cutting up clips of people's lives, and that you know speaks to the you know the the social media best life thing is that you know do do we. Do we post whenever – do I post when I'm a fucking asshole? No. And that's – you know me. That's a lot of the time. That's at least 50% of the time, right? <laughs> no, um, we only post know, when we're post doing that. something charitable or something nice or we're doing something amazing. You know, that's the only time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or when you make good pasta, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've gotten to the point now uh, where, like, it's funny. The only time uh, I – I'll go, you know, like – my weekends, I'm barely online, and and this whole time, yeah, like, you know, the, the last couple of weeks, I've barely been online just because it's like, uh, you know, it's either it's it's just one of two extremes. It's either the world's on fire, or it's all a joke, or it's all a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. It's like, it's, you know, give, the sky give, give me is give burning. me give me the news give me the the news roll again. Oh, hold on, I gotta find it. Where did, uh, what did I do with it? Oh, God. Here we go. Uh... Can you hear it? Nope. Oh. This just in. We're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We're yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. You got to stay You got to stay away from it. I've talked to a lot of friends. Um, I talked to Dave Windorf last night. And so... Um, uh, old friend of the show, Dave yeah. Windor. Um, and so my phone rings at like 10 o'clock last night, which is 11 o'clock New Jersey time. And I'm just like, I look at the phone and I look at the phone. And I say, if I answer this phone, this is not going to be a five or 10 minute. <laughs> never, never. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? I, I love him like a brother. So absolutely. So answer, and uh, and he's doing he's doing fine. He's definitely you know holed up in in the monster magnet compound, and uh, and is doing well. We talked last night until one o'clock my time, so oh, it was geez. a three hour phone call. And it got to the point where I was just like, dude, it's it's two o'clock your time. It, I I have to go to bed. He's like, what are you going to work tomorrow? It's like I have to be functional tomorrow. Yes, I'm still working from home, but uh, you know he has such interesting takes on all of this stuff. I mean, he's a super, super smart guy and, and definitely observes what's going on, but he's definitely of the same mind. It's like, you know, take care of yourself and focus on what's good in your life. And, and, you know, he called me because he was reaching out to someone that he cared about and wanted to make sure that they were okay. And I think that's a really important thing. It's, it's part of the reason we're doing this. It's like, I want to know that you're doing okay, right? Right. And, 
you know, you reach out to the people that are important in your life. And I think that's a really important thing to do while we're going through this is, is check on the people that are important to you. And even the, even the people that, that you're just like, you know what? I don't know if they want to hear from me, but I'm at least going to send them a, a, a text or an email. And I think that's how we, as people get through this shit is, is that we don't lose the connections with the people that we care about out there because we can't drive and see them and we can't hang out with them or, you know, and that kind of stuff. But man, a phone call can mean a lot to someone, especially your friends that, that uh, aren't married, you know, your friends that, you know, you know, are, are, are single and, and are hanging out in their house, their apartment alone, you know, give them a call, check in on them, talk to them. Yeah, it's a, I mean, that was the first thing I, you know, like the Friday that, um, they put the shelter in place order in Chicago, Illinois, I just sent a text message to like my whole family and I'm just like, Hey, um, you know, I hope everybody's doing okay. I I know things are fucking crazy right now and I'm sure, you know, you guys are all wondering what the hell's going on and you're scared and concerned and blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And I'm just like, I just want, you know, us to sort of remember that we have each other. We got to lean in on each other. We have to sort of be there for each other. And, and just, I was just like, if you guys need anything, just let me know. I'm going to be home. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Like I'm just let me know if you need anything, if I can do anything to help out. And, yeah. you know, it just to sort of like, cause I think that's the thing. Like we get so isolated. We're, we're so isolated as it is when not under the shelter in place order of a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like we're super isolated <laughs> as human beings. And now it's like even more so that we have to, you know, sort of reach out and, 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 and that's kind of why we're doing this a little bit too. It's just like, Hey, we, you know, we still have a lot of people that listen to the show. I was, well, I was surprised. Like I just happened to log into the account and look at the statistics for, um, for the podcast. And all of a sudden, like the last two yeah. weeks, there was like a huge jump in downloads. I'm like, Oh, well, People are, are a lot of people got to listen to shit while they're walking their dog, man. Yeah, right. So it was like, well, let's you know, <laughs> let's we haven't done a sh- uh, episode in a while, so let's do something. But mm-hmm. um, the video thing, I like you know the video thing. I'm hoping can help a little bit too, just like you know, because people don't. I mean, we went so many years, and people probably don't even know what the fuck we look like. You know, we did did the well. Podcast. That 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 that's probably good for them. Like yeah, well, <laughs> face radio, you know, even though you're well, you're well quaffed right I, now. It looks a little, uh, it looks a little plastic. I don't know. It's kind of odd. It, what, what's fun. What's, what's hilarious is that people are going to come out of this shit looking like seventies porn stars, the hair and the beards. And yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I was lucky. <laughs> I got a haircut like the Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. before, you know, so it was like, I, I, got a pretty close cut haircut. So we'll see what happens in another couple, you know, three weeks. If I'm not able to get outside, I don't know why hair like barbers should be essential. I think to, uh, 
sanity. Like, how are you not going to go? <laughs> I'm going to look like Dave Wind- those Windorf poor people. in a month. I'm gonna no, have... don't do not do that to those, even though I'm sure that they could probably use the cache. Um, I, I, Marta is just like, yeah, I'm going to need a haircut really bad. And I, and I said, you know what? If you if you have contact with your with your hair, you know, hairdresser, uh, you should probably make an appointment for like the middle of June because it's going to be like a month <laughs> yeah, wait. Right? <laughs> like seriously i was thinking the i other... was just gonna shave my head and you know fuck it do it buddy yeah come just, on look at that yeah, I'll go, bald is I'll... beautiful it'd be kind bald of funny if we were both that way i don't i just it's a shame you would wear it too. better than me i have a very nicely shaped head though i don't i'm not sure what my head looks like underneath this and i have a weird round face and it'll only get rounder it'd be very odd looking i don't know maybe mohawk maybe i'll just shave a mohawk I've always wanted one. I never, I never had a Mohawk. Figure what the now? Why not? I, I, you know, fuck it. It's not like I'm going to work. So we, we've got a question on the oh. live stream. It's uh, uh Stephen Wooder. You know Wooder? He's an awesome guy. Yeah. Wooder. Yep. Stephen Wooder. Uh, that's a that's a blast from the past. Stephen Wooder. Yeah. yeah. It's uh he always comes in for C two E two. He's a great guy. And uh, and he says, what's something you've read during all of this that you never thought you would have the time for? Um, So have you have you done a deep dive on on anything? Uh, Well, like I said, I went back and reread volume one of Why the Last Man, which there you go. I didn't think I would probably ever go back and and do that. But I'm trying to think of anything I uh, (laughs) I've. I'm almost ashamed of how fucking lazy I have been during this. Like I've done mm-hmm. nothing but watch TV and uh, movies. I've watched a shit ton of movies. I'll do, th- I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. I've had a lot of I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. I keep thinking like, ah, oh, I should do some work around the house. Uh, I, I Maybe I'll finally learn how to play some songs on, on my guitar. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I should really finally. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna watch a, a full season of The Ultimate Fighter on UFC Fight Pass. That's I've watched two of those. If you want to talk about the UFC, you know, tough uh, reality TV show from the early 2000s, um, I've watched. I've caught up on Stumptown, so I'm up up to date on Stumptown. I've watched nice. I started watching Tracy Morgan's show, the the last OG. <laughs> oh, the last! It's funny it's with Tracy funny. Morgan. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is funny. But um, well, I tell you what, let's um, let's let's flip the question around, and because I I'm still I'm still working uh, during the day, and me too. so me too. I'm just kind of reading my my regular you know interval of stuff. What's something that we should either read for the first time or revisit in the next month that you're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's a blind spot that I've never actually read. Um, you know, maybe that's the question. What's something that you've never read that you're embarrassed about Oh, that you're like, yeah, I should absolutely have read that. And I am a fucking fraud because I haven't. Um, do you want me to answer that? Or do you want? Yes. Oh, uh, um, I've never, well, I, 
I've read a couple of issues, but I've never really read much of um, Stray Bullets. That's one that I'm gonna I. Go, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the wall. Go to the wall. Um, go to the wall. So here. Yeah. I don't have yeah, that. They only, Can you send me they, that? They Can you bring did, that over? They well, they only did three of the hardcovers, but then Image picked it up a couple of years ago. It's a fucking tome. It's around here somewhere. Um, but they, they, they did the entire series, and then Laugh'em um, uh, continued the series and finished it up. I, oh, here it is. You could fucking kill Don't someone with this book. Ugh. I think this is like 40 issues, which is, it's awesome. Um, Uber Ales? Ales? At the time, Ales? it was like, huh? What, is, what does that mean? Uber Ales edition? Uh, it's all of it. It's, what yeah, is it? it's, it's stuff that hadn't previously been reprinted. Um, because yeah, they did these beautiful oversized hardcovers, and they never they never finished them up. Um, this I want to say it's like forty issues or something like that. Um, bu- 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 yeah, it's a lot. It's it's awesome. It's all yes. You should read it. It's great. I, I doubt that I'll ever get to that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like Brubaker's Criminal is that you can read chunks of it. And if you read it all together, it all kind of stitches together and fits. But um, but you don't have to. You can take it in 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 chunks, which makes it very digestible. It's it's a nice read. Um, it's fucking dark. It's darker than fucking Little Bird. Really? Oh well, I don't know if I want to. It's exactly fucking dark. It is really fucking dark. It is horrible people doing horrible things to other horrible people. Um, it's it's fucking dark. All right, but well, that sounds fun. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great read. Yeah, enjoy <laughs> it's a that. great read. Um, it's a great read. Um, I've never read Mouse. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's... it's on my shelf. I've never read it. I'm probably gonna do that tomorrow. Because people are going to be like, you're a horrible goddamn person because you've never read Mouse. My wife, who doesn't like comics, has read fucking Mouse, and I haven't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've read that. That it's That's yeah. dark. I mean, that's, you know, the Holocaust, so that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty dark. Let's talk about Is killing anything Jews cheery now. We let's, can... let's bring it... Let's really fucking bring it down. Yeah, right? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else uh, other stuff that I haven't haven't read. I've never read all of From Hell. Well, I've Jesus, read that's it a like fucking, twelve times. You know, that's a that's a. I've, I've read it once, all the mm-hmm. way through, and I tried reading it again. Actually, not that long ago, like either late last year or early this year, I tried reading it again, and I'm just like, eh, eh, nah. Oh. I just don't have, I don't. I just, so Stephen, Steve, Stephen Wooder says, uh, Uber, Uber, Uber Alice. Uh, I'm probably butchering that. He says it's German for above all else. Oh, all right. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Why? It's nice. 
we need a we need a fucking research department on the show to to correct us as we go. Stephen, are you available? Yeah, can you just <laughs> can you just listen in and yeah, please be our uh, producer and well, I guess I'm kind of the producer, but uh, we need yeah, we need a editor. Um, he also asked, "What are your thoughts on Tiger King?" <laughs> we kind of touched oh, on that. Touched but. on this a little bit. Um, I blew through. Th- I watched that it, it, in like two days. I, me and my wife could not stop watching that. It was amazing and hilarious and horrible. And I think what's amazing about it is that it's the timing that it was released in conjunction with millions and millions of people having to stay at home and find things to occupy their time is that Tiger King is now part of the zeitgeist and will remain so. But I think it would have regardless. I think it would have regardless though. But not, not to this extent. I mean, this is like a nuclear explosion of exposure in comparison to what it would have had six months ago. It's there are millions Maybe. of people trapped at fucking home and they're watching this because it's a goddamn train wreck. Yeah, but I think people would have watched and that. Mitch Carol Baskin has it coming. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, allegedly. I don't know that there's any definitive proof. Uh, she killed her, her husband. Well, I'm, that's for the authorities to determine, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. As you know, as far as, as just like you know, we were as we were talking, like it's it's a train wreck, obviously, but yeah. it's like multiple train wrecks. It's a train wreck after train wreck after train wreck. And it, and it just escalates. The way they put it together was pretty brilliant. Like, it was very, oh. you know, I don't know how accurate it is as a story, as a narrative. But the way that they put that together as a series was, you know. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, it, it really, like, goes from, you know, just just think of it this way. Like, the initial premise is just hey we're going to take a look at these people that collect exotic pets okay that's right there is pretty good for a documentary right like that's interesting i've watched less interesting documentaries than that but then it like i mean i don't know how many times i was just like what what no what what (laughs) no fucking way wait what no no i mean i've i don't think i've ever had more of those moments uh, watching yeah. anything ever. Like, like what, I, is, what is going on? What yeah. Is, wait, what just happened? To, to, to say how much it's gotten into the zeitgeist, which is my favorite <laughs> word for tonight. Uh, are you familiar with the website next door? Oh yeah. 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 So it's a, it's I hate a, it's a website. website. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's, it's basically old people complaining about black people walking in their neighborhoods. <laughs> Here in Milwaukee, that's what I found. Not, it's like, yeah, I don't know there if that's... Was, um, young black male with a hoodie spotted on 72nd Street by Chambers at 2 o'clock is... in the afternoon. Please be on the lookout. I'm is just it a, like... Is it a stand-your-ground neighborhood? 
it's fucking pretty much, you know. Um, so, so next door is pretty much good for finding out, you know, who the racists are in your neighborhood. Um, I don't want to, but, but today, today in my neighborhood, there's a guy, I, I get the emails. I very rarely engage in this. Um, uh, but I got an email and a guy who's very upset because a bicycle shop on one of the streets around my house is open for business. And he's like, how can this be possible? And people immediately correct the guy and say, Hey, if a bicycle is your only form of transportation, uh, bicycle shops, pretty fucking essential. So yes, bicycle shops are essential businesses and it kind of goes on. And then someone chimes in that why are liquor stores open? And I said, if you shut down liquor stores, I will hunt you down and kill you because you're a fucking monster. Um, and then, and then one guy says to the original poster, he says, John, the real question is why isn't Carol Baskin in jail for killing her fucking husband? <laughs> that is the real. I, I fucking lost it. <laughs> I just lost it. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I I mean there's a whole thing with Tiger King like how many side stories only got like a little bit of time like there's a dude that may or may not be the in, you know like the inspiration for Scarface and we only yes. got to see him like 10 minutes yes. You know he I mean? was a sub character. Yeah. He was like he was like a tertiary character. He's like, yeah, uh, I, they may have based Scarface on me, but let me tell you about Joe Exotic yeah. because he's way more fucking interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Exotic is an amazing dude. Like the funny thing, I don't know what episode it was, like maybe the third or fourth episode, where I was like almost convinced that it was a mockumentary. Because these yeah. characters were so... Like, is, it, is this a, a Christopher Guest yeah. movie? Yes, absolutely. They were so ridiculous. And uh, evidently, no. I mean, that's just Tampa. You know what I mean? Like, that's... it's it's. <laughs> if you don't live in Tampa, you're going to think these no, people... No, he's Oklahoma. He's Oklahoma. <laughs> right. And then and then the <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskin lives in Florida. <laughs> Which is never Carol Baskin. It's that bitch Carol Baskin. But, you know, yeah, it was so fascinating. Like, I, you know, at some point, you know, what in the beginning, I'm sort of like laughing at Joe Exotic. Like, Jesus Christ, what a fucking mm -hmm. cartoon character this guy is. What a clown. But then I'm just sort of like, I started to like the guy. Like, I started, like he, he was kind of funny and charming. And, like, the way that he yeah. would go after uh, Carol Baskin, it was just like, yeah, That's he's got a fucking Carol point. Like, <laughs> but... Then I kind of felt bad for him because I'm like, dude, how many times are you just going to fuck up your own life? Like, you've kind of won. You know what I mean? Like, you're this fucking amazing weirdo of a guy that has somehow figured it out. You have, you know, a couple hundred fucking wild tiger, you know, cats and, and yeah. exotic animals. You can dress however you want to dress. You have maybe the most amazing combination of mullet to facial hair ever. You carry a gun on you at all times. You keep banging straight guys. And. Well, there was a lot of math involved. 
It's like there's a lot just, of a lot of meth involved. But when it that wasn't tiger good fucking enough. attacked his boot, oh. that was maybe my favorite fucking well, part. Especially when he's time. like, I've never even you been bit by a tiger. I've never even it's never and then like three seconds later, the fucking thing's dragging him <laughs> in the Get dirt. Off me, you bitch. <laughs> I was like, Oh god, oh god, yeah, kill him, kill him. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it's. Uh, I don't know if there's any like lessons to be learned from it. I don't know if there's any redeeming qualities. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. <laughs> well, I kind of knew that already. But it's a spectacle. If you do I mean, meth, you're going to get trapped into an unfortunate homosexual marriage <laughs> that you do not want to be in, and there's going to be tigers. I don't know. Was it? I I, I don't think any of those guys seem that <laughs> like. It, it it was like it was the time. Well, the one man. guy they, fucking killed himself, so apparently it wasn't a great well, situation. Well, yeah, but that may have been more to do with uh, you know other. That was that was that was the one moment where I was just like, oh fuck, okay, that's not funny. No, oh god. Well, there were there were more than one. I mean, oh know. yeah. I mean, besides like the you know you know I'm a I'm a huge animal person and dog rescues and Jesus, you rescued a dog that got shot by the cops. Yes. I'm uh, reminded every day that he was shot. Yeah. How's I, he doing? Great. He's awesome. He's the Is best. He's still dog. the best dog ever. Next oh to yeah. Parker. He's the best dog ever. He's, he's yeah. just the sweetest, uh, biggest goofball. Like he just, nice. he's super, you know, super sweet, super smart. He's a great dog. He's the best dog. But nice. um, well, you guys, you guys have two now, yeah. Yes, the second one is a piece of shit. Um, she, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's her name? Her name is Bella, <laughs> and she, no, she's she's very sweet. She's very troubled. <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she is um, she loves me, which I don't understand because yeah, uh, she drives I have the same me. Thing. Yeah, it's it's. It's Rory and Georgia, and, and you know Georgia. Georgia's yeah. tried to bite you multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's we have a cantankerous relationship, Georgia and I. 15 fucking years old now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah she's sleeping right over here. So, <laughs> here, let me, uh, let me see here. I'll, I'll show you. But, but yeah. uh, so, Be- so Bella is the, is the other one? She's a, she's... She was a street urchin. Um, she was, <laughs> yeah, she was from the streets. And 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 the, it, here's the thing. I blame myself because <laughs> we went to see this dog. Hey, Georgie. And we got her from the same rescue that we got Zeus from. So mm-hmm. we go to, we, we go to see her and she's very sweet looking. And my, my wife and kids, you know, <laughs> fall in love with her because she's <laughs> Kind of a smaller pit bull, um, and uh, but right away I'm like, there's something off about her. I could just like tell there was something. <laughs> she wasn't. Um, she just wasn't very friendly. She wasn't. I mean, she was fine. She wasn't mean or anything like that. A little aloof. Yeah, it was just like there was no connection. I like zero connection, and I'm just like, mm, I don't think so. I, and and my my instinct was like nah this is not my dog this is not a dog that I want to deal with, but my wife and kids were like, oh they this just, is you know dog. yeah and I'm like 
All right, so we went back and saw her again, and and the rescue told me like she was great with other dogs, and we brought Zeus, and they seemed to get along fine. But the, we get her home, and one, I mean, it's not her fault. She's just dumb as a box of rocks. I mean, she's just not a smart dog, you know. <laughs> very pretty. Very pretty. She's a very pretty, very cute. That's what we say about Parker. Yeah. He's very pretty. But, you know, and coming off of Zeus, like Zeus is very smart. Like he's a really attentive, smart, like you can teach him things. And, you know, her, it's like, I'm not even joking. Like this, I'm not, this is not a joke. She will just stand in the living room staring at the wall for a good three minutes. Just That's standing funny. there. Just blank. It's like her brain shuts off. I, I, I mean, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what I'm doing. But she's also, other than Zeus, and even with Zeus, she's had issues. Uh, but she gets very, very frightened of other dogs and then very aggressive. So yes. I can't yeah. bring her anywhere, um, yeah. which sucks. I hate it. I had a dog like that, and that's exactly what I didn't want. And that's what really pisses me off is the rescue told me that she was great with other dogs, and she's not. She, yeah. I can't bring her to the to anywhere. You know what I mean? Dog the, park. No. And, yeah. Yeah. I'll, and so, yeah. and she's even gotten into it with. She won't back down. She just has that pit, pit bull mentality of like, you know, she's probably 30 pounds lighter than Zeus, but she will not back down from him. You know what I mean? And they've, yeah. they've torn each other open uh, multiple times, you know, it's been a while since any of that has happened, but we have to be very, you know, aware, um, you know, if they start kind of uh, going at it, just, yeah. yeah, any aggression at all. Like we have, does to he look at her and say, bitch, I have been shot. I will take you out. Uh, well, Zeus is mud. He's, he's, he's a pretty gentle dog. Like he's, he's a sweet, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. And he? I mean, yeah. he's, he's definitely gotten into it with her, but she's way more aggressive than he is. Like yeah. he's much more likely to kind of back away than, than she is. She's just a fucking idiot, but, um, she's getting better. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I've noticed in the last, three, four months that she's just, she's not as skitterish. She's, she's more comfortable. She's a happier dog. Like she used to not be the kind of dog like to wag her tail. And now it's like, she's, she's very much a, a tail wagging, happy. You can, I can play with her. I can wrestle with her and she doesn't get freaked out. You know what I mean? She, she doesn't get scared. She, so I'm hoping eventually maybe someday, she will get you know, more comfortable, but you know, yeah, but she's, she's getting better. She's, and she, like I said, she's very sweet to me and to the kids. And I mean, the kids love her and my wife love her. She loves me. She absolutely like, she, you know, she can't get enough of me, but you're her person. Yeah. Uh, Every, yeah. I know it's yeah. I, same thing, man, Georgia and Rory, two of our rescues, a little broken, and I'm their person. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. Why me? And yeah. Parker, who is the awesome dog. He's right. just like, you're dumb. Marta is my person. And I love her. And I'm just yeah. like, well, Zeus is, come on. Zeus isn't quite that bad. I mean, he's just full of love. So it's like, if yeah. you'll, he doesn't care if you're a complete stranger, if you will pet him, 
he will love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he's down. He's yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he gets upset if people walk by and don't pet him. Like he's, you know, he he can't get enough attention. I think I think he and Parker are a lot alike. Yeah. Like a lot alike. So that's yeah. uh that's awesome. That's Dog awesome. talk. All right, buddy. Um, we've been going for a while here. We have. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're. I think we're probably good. Tom, I got a text from Tom. He said his children destroyed him tonight. <laughs> so the lightweight so, can't handle. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go for our second uh, non-Tom Caters uh, appearance episode. So um, uh, listeners are unsubscribing as we uh, as we speak. <laughs> but uh, I think Tom will be around for the next one, and uh, we'll figure out where. When that's going to be, I think because of all of this uh, uh, COVID-19 crap, uh, your silver lining out there might be that uh, that you'll be able to get a few more Around yeah. Comics episodes there because we'll be reading more and wanting to uh, have conversations with people who aren't our children or wives. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Absolutely, man. I'm yeah. I'm down. I got nothing going on much. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you have you picked out a book? Oh shit, I forgot. Um yeah, I uh even though I've ever I've already read it, I am going to pick um Paper Girls volume 1. Oh, um, nice. Cuz I'd okay. like to see uh what you have to say about that and maybe what Tom has to say about that. Um, I will be very positive about it. I would. Uh, have you already read it? I've read through the second uh, uh, deluxe edition, and it's been oh, shit probably a year since I read it. Um, I may, I may well, have Marta give me some thoughts on it because. Do you, do you want me to pick something else? I can pick something else. No, I, I would no. I'm looking for a reason to go back and and read it because the I have not read the the conclusion of the series. I may go see if it's. Uh, I've been waiting for the for the the third deluxe edition to come out, but I may see if the last trade. Uh, it would be the last two trades if they're available on Hoopla, and I may may finish up and talk about the the first volume. But a series uh, as a whole is something I've been I've been wanting to finish. Alrighty. Yeah, and it's been a while. What the hell? It's been was a while. That? But did you hear that? What? I don't know. It was like a I, weird. I burped. Oh, maybe that's what. It was. <laughs> I don't know. I just heard a weird sound. I'm like what? Sound like almost like a plane or something. Oh, um, yeah, there was something just driving in front of my house. Oh, geez, okay. Yeah, it's Mad Max up here, man. Milwaukee, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, when, when Tom would take us up here for Brewers games. It's, you know, Wisconsin is, it's like fucking international waters. There are no fucking laws here. Uh, yes, I know. I've been, I've been. It's, it's not, come on, go to Texas, man. <laughs> Visit Texas and then talk. talk I don't know, dude. It's it's honest to God. Outside of Milwaukee and Madison, this really is Arkansas. (laughs) No, dude, have you been to Arkansas? Arkansas. No, it's not. It it is outside of Milwaukee and Madison. This is fucking Arkansas. (laughs) I've been to absolutely. I've been to Lake City, Arkansas, and I've been to Euclid, Wisconsin. And trust mm-hmm. me, I'll take you Claire, Wisconsin over Lake City, Arkansas any day of the week. 
<laughs> have you ever been to Rice Lake? Um, I don't know if I've been to Rice Lake. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've been yeah, There's some I've been shit up north. I've been to that, Green Lake. Uh, you know, that's... It's almost been Canada. where? Green Lake. It's oh, the deepest, no, the no deepest lake in, in Wisconsin. Well, I thought lake. that was Devil's Lake. No. Uh, no, it's Green Lake. It's, it's Green Lake. It's, it's but Devil's Lake is is very pretty. Oh, it's up by the Boo. It's up by Baraboo. The the what? The Boo. The Boo. That's Baraboo, Wisconsin, it? which was the uh, it was the summer home of uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey uh, Circus. All right, that's it for us. I'm playing the outro. The outro <laughs> is like, starting. On that, we're fucking done. <laughs> All right, everyone, stay safe out there. Yes. Stay home out there. In the meantime. In the meantime. In between time. <laughs> I don't think they can hear it. Gotta do the dance. Go dance. Comics. Comics. Comics.